Well, there's nothing much going on, so we get a nice, easy game preview tonight to talk about against the Florida Panthers. That's what we wish we were saying right now, but instead, another trade. This time, Mikhail Granlund off to the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll break down where the Predators stand ahead of the trade deadline and what they might do with all of this flexibility today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a equally exhausted partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. We have had a entire season and off seasons worth of roster moves in the past five days now. Yeah. And there's more to come, probably. I don't think they're done. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. no. There, there's no way they're done. Uh, you know, hey, Dante Fabro was like the one guy who was like automatically supposed to be <laughs> traded and he's still out there. There's still some contracts to move. Still some of those people that's like, yeah, maybe they can get something for him. There's still plenty of those guys on the roster right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's anybody's guess what's going to happen between yes. now and 3 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We still have over 24 hours of this. Last night, I was like through dinner in the oven, and I thought, okay, I'm going to get a really quick 20-minute workout in. You know, it's going to be great. Can just get a quick little, just kind of get a quick little workout in stretch. It's going to feel great. And then I've got a bunch of stuff I need to do this evening. And I was about 12 minutes in and I see Twitter going off and I'm like, okay, so I'm working out while scrolling on Twitter while in my mind thinking, okay, what do I need to check on and who has... Y'all, this is craziness. And, you know, all we do is follow and report it. So fat nap coming David Poyle and Barry Trotz's way because they've got to be really tired after all yeah. of the work they're doing. This is insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's that has been a very long time since we've seen a Nashville trade deadline like this, even when they're buyers. Uh, yeah. it wasn't anything where it's just move after move after move after move. Uh, you know, the closest maybe was 20, I can't remember if it was 2018, 2019, which was the Mikhail Granlund, uh, Wayne Simmons, Brian Boyle, one yeah. right after another. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can kind of think of that is anything from the past kind of like this. Yeah. Uh, and certainly from a selling standpoint, nothing like this, I think, has happened for the Predators in a very, very long time. Uh, Let's talk about the move that we know has already happened. Uh, Mikhail Granlund now is off to the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, who are apparently very impressed with his play on Tuesday (laughs) night. We said he had a good game. Way to go, Mikhail. Yeah, he did have a good game. So they're like, you know what? Yes. We'll just take that guy. 
Uh, and so Mikhail Granlin is off to the Penguins for a second round pick. No salary retained, which means the Predators have the entirety of his $5 million deal off the books for the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's it's another case of it seems like David Poyle is literally emptying the deck for yeah. uh, Barry Trotz when he comes in, giving him as close to a clean slate as possible. If there was any question about what the Nashville Predators were going to do at this deadline. I mean, Nino Niederreiter, when he got moved, you were like, okay, I can see that is a piece. Tanner Janot was a name that we're like, okay, that piece has been in the mix. But then when you heard the haul they got for Tanner Janot, you were like, wait a second. Like, there are some rabbits being pulled out of hats by David Poyle right now. Matthias Ekholm, gone. And at this point, it's like, just, you just buckle up. You, we're on, a, you know, we're on Space Mountain here, folks. You don't know what's next. Buckle up. But if there was any question about like, where does David Poyle see this, this franchise going in the next two, three, four, five years? Where does he want this place to be when he hands over the reins officially to Barry Trotz? We have our answer and we still have, like we said, more than 24 hours till the deadline. And I really don't think Nashville is done. I do not think they're done. I I, I just think it's interesting. I think it's so different going, you know, where we're at at this trade deadline than just sort of mentally where I thought we would be at this trade deadline. Can I throw out that I think Space Mountain is an overrated ride? Really, I think it's horribly underrated. I oh, loved Space no. Mountain. I, I think I think Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain Railroad are your one two. Thunder when Mountain. It, when Railroad. it comes to fun mountains at Disney World, <laughs> I, I was underwhelmed by Thunder Mountain. It felt a little. It felt a little too jarring for me. I did like. I did like Splash Mountain, but Space Mountain. We were the ones that went on it over and over. And to keep in mind, we had like older teenagers when we went to Disney because we don't do Disney with young people, and so we went on Space Mountain an obscene number of times simply for the photos we could get at the cameras. And friends, we got some doozies. <laughs> what do you think Mikkel Granlund's favorite Disney ride is? I can see him being like an "It's a Small World" kind of fella. <laughs> Oh, wow. I can well just because like he's so calm and like I think he appreciates culture and you know traditional things. Like I don't I don't see him as, you know, I don't see him necessarily as a space mountain guy, do you? Do you think he just goes to like the Norway part of uh Epcot and just ride that Viking boat ride over and over again? <laughs> That's the worst. That's the no, worst ride. Oh, of, of the Epcot rides. Yeah. Anyway, hey, hockey. Sorry, hockey. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of Mikhail Granlund, you know, I, I think this was a move that a lot of people saw coming. I think of all the quote-unquote big unmovable contracts, I think Granlund's was the easiest one in which to work with. Uh, because I think he only had two years left at 5 million, which isn't bad at all. Uh, I, I, I do think that, you know, a lot of people still kind of hold this whatever sort of attitude about Granlin, mainly because of the Fiala trade. There's still a lot of people 
not happy about giving up Fiala and seeing what an exciting young player he's become first for Minnesota now for LA. Right. But at the same point, I think Mikhail Granlund deserves a lot of credit for how he adapted Mm -hmm. to revamp his game in Nashville because yeah, with Peter LaViolette here after that trade, Mikhail Granlund was not worth that deal at all. Yeah. And then John Hines comes in and it was funny. You and I have talked about this before. Mikhail Granlund was the first Nashville predator. Come on. Who had seen really sort of elevated his game with John Hines. That kind of made me think, you know, maybe he was like the first veteran to really buy in. Mm -hmm. To really be like, you know what? I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to throw out everything I know about my own game. And I'm going to be as clean slate. And you saw him. You know, for the rest of that 2020 season until COVID hit, you saw his game, you know, get better. I think he was the highest scoring pred uh, between when Hines got there and between when the stoppage happened. You saw him kind of revamp his game from this, you know, dynamic, speedy shoot first winger to a, you know, kind of a two way, 200 foot setup yes. kind of guy you know he, he wound up playing center last year on what was the predators best line was a big big part of philip forsberg Come and on. matthew shane having career years he wasn't just along for like the roman yossi ride you look and he made a lot of great plays uh to yes. set up those two and you know to set up yossi on some goals as well so i, I feel like and you know obviously this year not quite what you wanted him to have, you know, you, you were kind of hoping he would be able to carry that momentum, especially because he had been one of the predators more consistently good players for the past two years. But at the same time, I I do think Mike uh, Mikhail Granlin deserves a lot of credit for what he's done for in a Nashville predators uniform. And I hope that at least is part of his legacy here in Nashville. I agree with you. And and I want to just reiterate what you said. I think so much about Forsberg and Duchesne's game last year can be attributed to being, you know, centered by Mikhail Granlin. I think he was really important in them both having career years. So I agree with you. And and I I I hope that the Predators fans really appreciate what he did here. And I will say this. I think he's going to be a really nice addition for the Pittsburgh Penguins, which hurts me a little bit because, you know, we have feelings about the Penguins. But I do think Mikhail Granlund, you know, the Predators in return got a second round pick, which I think is great. No salary retention. But I think Pittsburgh, you know, also – I think they're really going to like this piece that they add in. I think he's going to add value there. So, you know, yeah. hate to see him go. Wish him well. And, you know, we're just read Like, what's next? Yeah. What's next? I cannot wait to see him body checked into oblivion by Luke Evangelista at a Penguins <laughs> game. Such a great moment. Luke Evangelista, if you wanted to know how to endear yourself to Smashville, my friend, you have nailed it. It is it is it. exactly that. Well, and you mentioned the second round pick. That leaves the Nashville Predators draft capital for this coming draft to an insane <laughs> level 
Uh, we're going to look at where the Predators cap situation and draft pick hall stands right or you know where it stands right now heading into the trade deadline heading into the offseason in just a second but first want to mention today's show is brought to you by FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network not just NHL happening folks the midway point of the NBA season is here it's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book Ask because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is visit the uh, or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money line to point scores, three-point strain. They have an exclusive bet called the 2 by 3 which is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. You can bet on that. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Ann, let's talk about where the Predators' draft pick status stands now. So they got the second rounder from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the Preds now have seven top 100 picks in this upcoming draft. Two first rounders, two second rounders, three third rounders, and on top of that, also three fourth rounders. My That's 10 picks in the first four rounds of the draft. And guess what? They also have an extra fifth rounder, too. Uh, and that's not all. After the other trades, you look, they have three second rounders next year. Yep. They have two first rounders in 2025. And after all these contracts you just got rid of, you look at the cap situation, uh, just over about 21 million next season of cap space to play with, with just 13 players uh, from this roster signed to next year. And then you have 35 million the year after that. So you all of a sudden, and I think the big word to use here is a crap ton of flexibility. (laughs) Yes, that is the metric measurement that we are going to use for this. The Nashville Predators and these picks, especially in this upcoming draft, they are like the person who throws their own birthday party and then hogs the karaoke the whole night. Like that is what the draft is going to be like here in Nashville what are they going to do with all these picks? I think that's the that's the question now that everybody is hanging on. I think people were hanging on what direction are the Predators going to go. And I think very few people had hope it was going to go this direction. Now that we know where we're heading, what are they going to do with all of this draft capital and this upcoming cap space? Are they going to really pour into developing picks are they going to use them to make some more deals are they going to use them to move some you know bigger contracts are yeah. they going to bring in someone there and here's what's amazing all of those options have become completely realistic you know 2 months ago you and I were having conversations about like the trade deadline you can't move 
you know, some of these, you know, Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, you couldn't possibly move an $8 million contract. I don't even know that you could move Mikhail Granlin's $5 million without retaining salary. That's where we were two months ago. Friends, we're in a whole different schoolyard all of a sudden with these metric crap ton of picks. So I don't, what do you think is next? What are they going to do with this hall? Well, are they going to sing karaoke all night in Nashville with all these picks this year? Or are they going to, I'm sure that's what you will be doing uh, at the draft this year is taking all of the draft picks out to karaoke. I will have a theme song ready for each of them, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. And maybe this is a question to discuss. How much do you think just this year's trade deadline in particular had something to do with this sudden rash of moves? Because, I mean, look, we've seen teams, especially in the Eastern Conference, kind of desperate just adding anybody they can. Everybody on Twitter is kind of playfully calling it just the Eastern Conference arms race. Uh, you know, where you have, you know, first round picks being thrown around like they're mint candies at the end of a Chili's meal. You have, you know, people just shelling out big contracts left and right. Doesn't matter if there's term left. They just want this person on the team for this particular playoff run and damn the consequences later. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams that are saying, you know what, this year, like this window is we feel like we have a chance they see other teams kind of loading up and they're like okay we have to load up too that's what made uh, to me you know edmonton in the west yes willing to pay that price for matthias Eckholm because it's like look you know what we're gonna figure out how the next three years work with this big six million dollar contract but for now like we need to get a cup for mcdavid and drysaddle now like yes. we need to be in the finals now and we think Matthias Ekholm is a piece that can do that so we are willing to pay whatever in the future to make it happen now and you know it's funny because everybody was talking about the Geno trade mm-hmm. and they were saying like oh my god like what's what's Tampa doing I can't believe they're giving this much for Geno they asked Julian Brisebois the Tampa Bay GM the next day and he's like look we did the math and you know you have that those draft picks, you know, this year, next year, and three years down the road, you know, there it's a 50, 50 shot, whether they might become a good player, but for right now, we know Janot's a player that can help us right now. And yes. right now is our window. Yes. And so, yeah, we made the deal. We took our chance and said, we think Janot right now is going to be more impactful than, you know, a draft pick that's going to happen two, three years down the line that may or may not develop something, but also may take a few years. He's like, we need to be good now. And so the Predators, I think, are taking advantage of that. I I don't know if a lot of these moves happen if this arms race wasn't going on. You might see teams a little bit more even keel, maybe set with their team, maybe just wanting to add a debt piece here or there. But you're seeing teams take a big swing. And I think that is why David Poyle has been able to make some of these moves without needing to give up any sort of assets or retaining huge chunks of salary in order to get it done. Yes. Timing is everything. And you remember, you know, Nashville was kind of in that position over these past 
three or four trade seasons, you know, where they're like, hey, we're on the cusp. If we bring in the right piece, it's going to push us over the edge. We have this core that's there. We just need that little more. You are looking at teams like you mentioned. Edmonton, I think, is a great example of this. But you even look at a team like Pittsburgh, who's still like trying to make sure they can get in the playoffs. Yeah. But there are a number of teams with rosters that are now or in the near future that aren't looking far out. And so when you are in the Predators position of, look, we're taking this core roster that we thought was going to get there and we were going to add pieces and we're going to kind of start a little bit again, a little bit again. Um, This is the perfect timing for David Poyle to be making those deals. I agree with you. Tanner Janot, that deal doesn't happen without Tampa Bay being exactly where they're at this season. And so close you know, they really are a team that just needs like, you know, David Poyle has has thought about the Predators the last couple of years. We just need one or two more very specific pieces. You know, gosh, we thought that at the beginning of the season. We needed yeah. a second line scorer and we needed a boost on defense. And we got Nino Niederreiter and Ryan Patrick. And now you have teams at the trade deadline that have a much closer idea of what really do we need and what what's it going to take to get into the playoffs and be competitive. This is the market. This is the market for a team like Nashville that's looking around and going, no, I'm going to have to retool. Yeah, and they're doing it at the perfect time. And you see what the end result is. We talk about flexibility. You listed off all the possibilities that yeah. you could do. And that's exactly where I think Barry Trotz wants to be heading into his job on July 1st. He wants the ability to basically do anything. Yeah. Like if he wants to move Duchesne or Johansson, he can. He can have somebody take that contract off their books and not feel like, I mean, you may have to give up like a significant pick, but now you have so many other significant picks that you have the ability to do that. If he wanted to go out and take a swing, at a player on deck or willing to be moved this off season, he can, or he can just say, screw it and draft a bunch of new players and fill up his pipeline, maybe move up in the draft. Yeah. Who knows? But the point is now the predators, it looked like this very one dimensional, the predators are going to have to bottom out. The predators are going to have to suck. They're going to have to give up draft picks to yes. move these contracts and kind of, you know, they're stuck with this team. Now, all of a sudden, you know, just based on the scenario and the situation playing out, here's all of a sudden the predators are going to be some big players coming up in the, in the next couple of years in terms of making moves and, or building a very fun roster pipeline. And I think we're excited to see that. Um, Maybe excited to see predators versus Panthers tonight. I'm sure that's the furthest thing from everybody's mind, but Hey, the predators do have a game tonight. We'll talk about that in just one second. First, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime a team takes the ice, you know you've got a shot at greatness. 
Well, you can give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find those quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. You can find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus you only pay for quality applications that meet your must have requirements. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. The offer's valid through March 31st, go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. One more time, indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. All right. Nashville Predators versus Florida Panthers tonight, uh, which I'm sure there's going to be a trade that overshadows <laughs> this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is these are two teams kind of in different places right now. The Predators are in, uh, you know, sort of in the same spot as the standings, but clearly rebuilding, clearly going yeah. backwards. Uh, the Florida Panthers, meanwhile, this is a team kind of in the same spot as the Predators on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Uh, but they have, they are not retooling. They retooled no. to get to the Stanley Cup finals this year. Uh, and it just hasn't quite been going for them yet. Yeah, this uh, this will be an interesting game tonight. Now, you have to remember the last game that the Nashville Predators have, I think we have to talk about, because let's do a little, as we like to say on the ACTs, compare and contrast. Yeah. So they played on February 18th, and this was the first game that the Predators took the ice after that really, really excruciatingly painful 5-0 Boston Bruins loss. They came back to the ice, beat uh, the Florida Panthers 7-3. to but let's talk Good about times. the lineup. Do you remember? It's Does it not literally seem like months ago? It seems like months ago. So much has happened over this trade deadline, folks. Nick and I have aged. Um, but if you look at the Florida Panthers roster that's going to take the ice tonight, you have no Granlin, no Nino, no Tanner Janot, no Matias Ekholm. No, Ryan Johansson, he's out with injury. Um, now, the Predators did not have Forsberg in, on February 18th either, and we're waiting to see on Forsberg. He was moved to IR, but that was just sort of a paper move. He could return to the lineup, um, you know, quote unquote, legally anytime. He's been skating in a non-contact jersey, so and he's with the team. Not sure we'll see him tonight. I would actually be a little surprised if we see him tonight. Yuso Parsonen is another one. Not sure whether we'll see him tonight. He's still day-to-day -day with an upper body. Um, but look at, we've got Luke Evangelista is going to be in this lineup again. Who, who cannot wait for that? Um, and then, you know, it, Cal Foot 
maybe in the lineup. What about Tyson Berry? Are we going to yeah. see Tyson Berry? I mean, this is a very different Predators Florida Panthers roster and a very different game tonight. I think it will actually be interesting to watch because there was so much emotion involved with that Penguins game and Luke Evangelista's first game. The team had just lost Matias Ekholm. It was, you know, clear we're in the chaos. Now that I think the Predators see sort of the future direction, what what's this team going to look like when they take the ice tonight against Florida? What What's your prediction, Nick? Oh, I, I think you're going to see energy. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing is, look, Tommy Novak's got nine points in his last five games. He is playing with a whole level of new renewed energy. Is he going to be able to keep that up long term? I don't know. He's shooting at the same shooting percentage that Tanner Janot shot at when everybody started screaming the words unsustainable. Uh, but for now, <laughs> you know, he is playing lights out. You saw players like Phil Tomasino, the aforementioned evangelista, uh, you know, other young guys kind of step up and just play with a lot of gumption, a lot of aggressiveness. You know, they were playing not like, you know, kind of timid rookies trying to just get their feet under them. They were playing like seasoned vets who knew it was going to take to win the game. And then you saw players like Matt Duchesne, the now departed Mikhail Granlund, uh, other players like that step up their game to a whole new level, like a level of intentness that we haven't quite seen them from before. And I think you're going to see that for the rest of the season. This doesn't sound like a group that's going to just throw in the towel mentally, Correct. emotionally, yeah. anything like that. I think there is something for a lot of people to play for on that roster. Uh, so I think you're going to see that translates to good effort on the ice. The only question is, do they have now have the skill uh, to capitalize on some of those chances? And that is going to be the next test. We love uh, the way some of these young players are playing. Can they do it enough to win hockey games? Is there enough skill there? Is there a finisher? Can somebody take good energy, good effort, good performance, somebody who's creating good chances and can they finish them? Right. That to me is the next test for this young group of the Nashville Predators. Uh, And, you know, you look at Novak's stat line and he's doing well. You know, I would love to see somebody like Cody Glass or Phil Tomasino translate those good effort, good heads up plays into points, into something tangible that will win games. That to me is the next step. Maybe it doesn't happen this year, but as you go into next year and those are the guys carrying this team on their backs, they have to. That's what's got to be the next uh, evolution of the Nashville Predators are those guys being able to translate great effort, good performances into game-stealing stat lines. I agree with you. I also want to say there's a good responsibility, especially right now for this team on some of these veterans. You noticed uh, Ryan Patrick McDonough had the A on after Matias Ekholm was traded the other night. And I think having, you know, Roman Yossi, Ryan McDonough, Matt Duchesne, those guys are also going to have to set an emotional temperature and they're going to have to set a standard for these younger players. And for some of them, that means 
you got to make sure yours is where it needs to be. So I think while it is going to be so exciting, and I agree with you, let's watch these younger players. Let's make sure that they have what they need to be NHL ready. But man, I think we can all agree that we saw they have the hunger. You know, let's make sure these veterans come alongside them. Who knows what's going to happen today? This is a very tumultuous time. This is a roster with a lot of turnover and guys are going to be filled in on special teams and places where maybe they haven't played as much. But veterans step up and make sure you keep this team steady and and set the standard tonight. That's something that I'm going to be looking for, especially from a player like Matt Duchesne. Let's set a standard for this is a very new and different looking team. Lead it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like we're gonna have, it doesn't sound like we're going to have Philip Forsberg tonight, but he has been involved in some front office news. Uh, apparently, according to Jeff Carlisle from ESPN, Philip Forsberg now a part owner of Nashville SC, along I with love that. along with Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's awesome. For a minute, I literally was like, you're going to tell me that the breaking news is he shaped his mustache. Well, yeah, like because of like you know morning or something because look we're if i had a mustache i would shave it over matthias Eckholm myself the but for a minute a literally is that not the breaking news that you you get a little in your stomach about when somebody leads with philip forsberg breaking news yeah a little alarming uh, the mustache is at half staff it's like on its chin <laughs> today or something like go. that on there its bottom go. lip it's lost its curl yeah uh yeah so predators versus panthers tonight we'll recap that game tomorrow probably talk about another trade that happens between now and then uh and if not we will have our full trade deadline preview show tomorrow what in god's name is going to happen who else might get moved maybe is there going to be some craziness from around the rest of the nhl we'll talk about that and where can people find your work you can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And while you're there, be sure to follow the show, LO underscore Predators. Always tweet us if you have a story idea or a comment on anything we discussed today. Uh, however you're listening to us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, hit that subscribe button really helps us out. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. See you then.